Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That flawless voice you hear is Adina Menzel, who's got a new album out called Drama Queen, which you could stream now, buy now, whatever you want to do, listen to it. It's fantastic. And I've been talking about that song forever because I'm obsessed with it. And the Adina people reached out to me and asked if I wanted to interview her. Of course I did. I think this woman is incredibly talented. Of course, we know her from things like Frozen and Uncut Gems and uh, Rent and Wicked on Broadway. And she's just incredibly talented. Wickedly talented, even, in the words of John Travolta. Remember that moment? The wickedly talented Adele Dazeem, he called her. We talk about that and more in my interview with Adina Menzel. She was so sweet, so kind. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this. Of course, we wanted to be respectful of the SAG and WGA strikes that are going on right now, so we tried to keep it to uh, things like music and Broadway uh, in our chat. So I hope you all enjoy. As always, I will put this up on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. And we just hop right into our chat. And I had been recovering from a, a little bit of a sickness this past week when I did the interview. So I was so nervous, but of course I was not going to cancel or reschedule on Adina Menzel. So I tried to pull it together. And I did everything. I was like having my tea. I was having some caffeine, trying to make myself as sharp as I could. But I just wanted to give that little disclaimer. Uh, and I'm feeling much better now. But I just uh, wanted to let you all know that that's uh, you do whatever it takes. If you get the opportunity to interview Adina Menzel, you take that opportunity. You get out of bed and you do what you got to do. So uh, we'll be back later this week with recaps of The Real Houses of Orange County. And then uh, the finale of And Just Like That is this week. So my buddy Hannah is going to be joining me for the recapping of the finale. But uh, just uh, in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this chat with Adina Menzel. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, I have a new book coming out at the end of October. I would love it if you pre-order it. It's called The Jolliest Bunch. And I'm so proud of it. I think it's great. So uh, you can pre-order that now, or you can get my other book, which is out now on paperback. And uh, with all that said, uh, Adina and I get right into it and hope you enjoy this chat with the wonderfully talented, wickedly talented, Adina Menzel. Who do you have behind you? I have Alf behind me. Did you ever oh, watch yeah. Alf, like the 80s Alf? Yeah. And then I, I have wasn't a... that into Alf. I'm sorry, but I do know who Alf is. How about the Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell show mug behind me? Did you, you yes. did the Rosie O'Donnell show back in the day, I'm sure. Yeah. I have a, are you recording? I am. Yeah. I have, um, I have a funny um, story about that. We were, it was rent and we were doing, trying to do all this television, you know, because we were becoming this thing. And I know exactly when it was because it was, six months into our Broadway run and not one of us had missed a show, which 
never happens um, on, in shows today. But because we're also young and new, we didn't know that like if you're losing your voice, you can take off and take care of yourself. And I was really having vocal problems. I didn't know how to pace myself back then, and um, I hadn't seen. I'm so busy. I hadn't seen my my voice teacher. I was just not prioritizing it, and. Um, I was really starting to lose my voice and I went to this doctor and he said, if you don't do it, you're going to get notes. If you don't stop singing, you're going to get notes. You have to take a week off. And I was devastated. And um, and so I, I did lip sync to Seasons of Love on the Rosie O'Donnell show. <laughs> I never lip synced, but I did there. Oh, now I'm going to go back and watch it. I'm sure it's on YouTube or something. Watch it. I was singing in my head. I was singing in my heart. Oh my gosh. Um, well, for listeners who are tuning in, that voice, that beautiful voice you hear is Adina Menzel, a new album out called Drama Queen. I'm so excited to talk to you. I love the new music. And we were just talking about uh, the Rosie O'Donnell show, which uh, you had done back in the day. And you mentioned singing and so many of your songs are so hard. And this was a question I was going to ask later, but just because we're talking about it, I wonder, do you ever sort of uh, regret the recording some of these songs or hitting some of these notes like Let It Go or Defying Gravity like these are hard songs to sing and I would imagine sometimes when you're doing a live performance you might be like why the hell did I record it like that does that make sense? Yes. The answer to that is yes I regret it when I am standing there and it's either um, I haven't slept uh, my son was sick, so I got sick. Um, yeah, I, am, I have a bad cold, and I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. And yes, I think, why was I? Why did I do that in the studio? Um, and then other times when I'm feeling really good, then I'm then I say, yeah, baby, I just kicked ass, you know. What's the hardest song of yours to sing? Like, what's the one? You're like, oh, that is just tough. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, they're, they're all they're all really. <laughs> I mean, I have the they're worst singing really, voice ever, and I couldn't even imagine tackling one of your songs. They're all fine. They're all great and fine when I'm when I'm singing a lot, and I'm sort of when I've been and when I'm in my mode. Actually, you know, people think you get really tired each shows a week, but now that I know how to sing technically correct, um, the more I sing, actually, the better I am. It's kind of like, you know, it's like I'm an athlete. I think of myself as an athlete. So it's like a stretch and, uh, you know, a runner, they're going to not do the marathon unless they build up. So I build up, you know, two miles, four miles, six miles. That's what I do. But the more um, I sing, the, the more worn in and like, my voice just gets more flexible. And so, so actually those high songs are fun for me when I'm in good voice. It's just, if I'm not in good voice, then it's really hard. What is, what would be one of those songs? There's some songs on this new album that I was just feeling myself in the studio. I was in great voice. So I was put them up there. And then when I was singing at pride, I, I thought, Oh, go back to the drawing board, Adina and call your voice teacher and figure this stuff out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching an interview you did and you were talking about sort of entering this disco era. And I, I again, love the new music, uh, everything that I've heard so far, but it really, when I thought about it, it makes so much sense, this album to me, because when I think of disco, I really do think of like big voices and 
I like that. Thank you. Where have you been (laughs) on my tour here, on my promo tour? It like makes sense. It's a, I mean, the combination uh, in your song dramatic, I just hearing that big voice with that beat feels so good and something of a throwback that we haven't heard in a while. And I, I know you've worked with these legends like Nile Rogers and all sorts of people on your new album. But um, maybe if you could just talk about kind of going into that disco realm. And I'm also curious, like what, what specific disco songs you're really into or, or songs that you hold as kind of your high bar. Well, in all the weddings and bar mitzvahs that I used to sing at, um, you know, I did, I closed every night with last dance Donna summer. And we'd also do in our disco medley, we would do, um, 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 you know, bad girls or something like that. And, um, so, oh, and then there's always, I will survive, of course. Um, and, uh, so I knew how much I, I love to sing, but I think sing that kind of music. Um, I'm so appreciative that you just, um, framed it like that because everyone's always asking me, you know, Oh, you did something so unexpected. It's like, lots of the women we know that have big voices and big personalities um, have done, have gone this route before. And I think it's because this kind of music really lays a really great foundation for a big melodic dynamic voice. It also, it goes through classic songwriting chord progressions and it, it's, it allows you to really stretch, you know, these days, um, the, some of the pop music is, is great, but it's a different songwriting. They, a lot of times it's just linear and it goes over the same chords the entire time through the verse and the chorus. And those kind of songs, they were, they were songs that you could play at the piano and sing, you know, MacArthur mm. Park is a song that could be a ballad, you know, and then it just has these great beats underneath. So, um, did I answer your question? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, I I think it it mixes well. It, it, you mentioned some of the ones that you performed at bar mitzvahs and weddings, and mm-hmm. I love that you. I, I've heard you talk about that before. But is there like a specific memory when you think back of that time in your life when you were, you know, hustling that way? Like, is there something that sticks out or a wedding you want reception a good one? memory? Yeah, I you want love a good one or a bad one? <laughs> Either or, which uh, whatever the better well, story is. It's sort of like the first couple years I was doing it. I was so young that I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was lying about my age, and I was doing it at sixteen and driving illegally to these temples and catering halls all over the tri-state area. Um, and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing! I'm making my own money singing, you know, and I used to pull up, um, I remember specifically at the Fox Hollow Inn on Jarko Turnpike in Long Island. And I remember Michael Monticello was ballet parking and he was, he was, um, one of the guys in my grade that would give me a hard time. And, um, and I remember he was like, are you a guest at the party? I said, no, I'm performing this evening you know? And, um, so I loved it. Then as I started, <laughs> so funny, if you think about it, I used to be up there and when the crowd was, uh, the, the guests were not listening and I was doing something that I thought was really good or some old lady came up and was like, can you turn it down? You know, or, um, you know, it was just, or some drunk guys came up all around. I remember there was a time I was singing and Julia Roberts was actually one of the guests at the party. It was out in Short Hills, New Jersey. And the whole, 
the groom and all his whole fraternity were as drunk as could be. And they all, I was singing Respect by Aretha Franklin. And they all came up and they were like slobbering all over me and dancing and taking my microphone. And so all I kept thinking was, and, and it was, it was felt like humiliating because Julia Roberts was there. I don't know something <laughs> about that, you know? And, um, and uh, I just, I would start to say these, I can't curse on your. Yeah, on your, but yeah, you can. Okay, yeah. these motherfuckers, um, you know, uh, they would just wait, you know. Um, it was like, just you wait, Henry. <laughs> just you. No, but it was, it was, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to be here pretty soon. I'm going to get out of here. And then on days when I felt really um, demoralized as opposed to defiant, um, I'd be like, if I'm still 30 and I'm doing this, I'm giving up. So 30 was all oh, so stupid. Um, but yeah, I always had this this belief in myself. Um, more back then, probably than I do now. I felt I was so determined and really believed in my heart that that it was going to happen for me. Um, there's such a fearlessness to me i think to a lot of us when we're younger don't you think and then yeah. if you become more successful when you're older then you feel the eyes on you and my anxiety has actually gotten more because scrutiny and you know you have more to lose and all of that stuff that inner saboteur so um but but those were my that's that's the range oh of God. things that i experienced back then at temple best shalom <laughs> have you seen julia roberts since have you ever had the opportunity to say like i remember this event um no <laughs> i mean i've i've met her briefly but no i uh no i never was able to do that i'm trying to think there was a story so now i do sing at weddings um or at yeah, I I do. I have sung a couple of weddings, but I get paid much more than I did As you back should. then. And there'll usually be a house band that's there, the band with the you know the girl or the guys, whatever, singing, and they're amazing because everyone you know they Adam Sandler's movie. Oh, I can't talk about movies, um, but you know all these. Um, these depictions of wedding bands when they do them kind of cheesy or whatever, but there's really amazing musicians that are just doing it to supplement their incomes and stuff. And, um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Shit. Uh, how wild is it that somebody just can be going through their home video footage and see footage of you? Oh yeah. Oh no. I was telling you about, so when I, um, I, uh, so at these, these performances where I'm asked to come in and sort of be the the main attraction. I'm getting paid all this money. I was doing something for, I forget what it was. It was a big event and it was the band that I, I will, will um, not mention their names, but it was a band that I'd worked with that I had walked off the bandstand um, and kind of quit mid bar mitzvah um, because a guy was being so, emotionally um abusive to me and i remember thinking um oh my gosh my dad's going to be mad at me he's going to think you know how could you you know you can't walk off a job or whatever and and i thought it was sort of what defined me that i believed in myself so much that i wasn't going to take this crap anymore you know um so that was funny and then what did you just ask me about the uh, uh, oh the video oh there's there are Probably many VHSs. 
<laughs> that um, people are unaware of that I am on of theirs. Um, and sort of my hair would have been kind of like this, but much longer and much higher than than this. Like, you know, it had been teased to the, to the, like Joan Cusack kind of in one of those movies. And um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no. Um, speaking of uh, VHSs though, I, I do just, I would be remiss not to mention your husband was very important to my VHS collection because I was like obsessed with the Mighty Ducks. And I, <laughs> this is sort of random, but I just wondered, have you seen those movies? Cause he's the Bash brother in those yes, movies. And I mean, Adina, I'm not even kidding. Like, I was obsessed. And I know he came back. There was like a series. Or, or Is it because he took his shirt off in the penalty box? Yeah, he took his shirt. And the third one, he took his shirt off in the penalty box. And the second one, there was like a a whipped cream scene or something. There where, is? I, oh, he's I still got a shirt on, but it's like pajama. I don't know. It was like a sexual awakening <laughs> for me. <laughs> so important. Yeah, where were we recently that someone completely ignored me and just <laughs> came up to him and were fanning? over him. I forgot where it was, but yeah, that, I love when that happens. And also the voice of Mac, the singing voice of Max in a goofy movie, which has had sort of this cultural. Can I call him and tell him you're just, you know, oh citing God. his old resume. He'd be so proud. Yeah, yeah. No, he was like, <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I had to mention that when you mentioned VHS because the, the Mighty Ducks movies were truly like peak for me. I mean, I, the, I was a, a truly obsessed with those movies. And I, I think also because of, um, because of him and a lot of reasons, but um, yeah, I just, I loved it. So I, I <laughs> Me too. It. We have that in common. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to kind of get into uh, some, some technical stuff in music because I'm so fascinated. You're such a gifted singer. And I talked a little bit about recordings, but you have these anthemic, I don't even know if that's the right word, songs like, like a let it go, like defying gravity, like a rent, like, I mean, so much that is so well known and I, I wonder, and this is a very nitty gritty thing, but is there like a phrasing that you're very proud of? Because as I was listening to a lot of your back catalog, I was, and, and thinking about some of these characters you've created. I mean, you created, uh, the role for Wicked and you created a lot of these, um, or were there from the ground up. And so I wonder, it, does that make sense to you? Like, is there a, a phrasing in one of these things that you're like, Oh, I, I'm most proud of that? <laughs> uh well the first thing that comes to mind is um defying gravity it was probably um, like a year before we went to san francisco or out of town you know we did so many we did a couple years of workshops and developmental um, incarnations of the show and um and the end of Defying Gravity used to not go up the octave, not go that that high. And it felt, you know, um, analogous to what I was singing about. And so I asked Stephen Schwartz, can I just take it up? And he was like, oh, can you do that? Like, yeah. So um, so that's, I remember that. Um, and now everyone sings it and sings and they add on. Sometimes it's a little frustrating because you sing something and you, and you document it, and also they they're kind of hard. They were kind of hard on me about not doing too many riffs and things to keep it classic and sing the melody. Don't don't do too many 
you know, and um, that's how I sing. Now, it. <laughs> and now I hear when I, I hear these, these women are incredible and they've just like taken what I did and then they like, I can top that and I can top that. And I want to be like, I could have done that, but they just wouldn't let me, you know? So, um, but yeah, I'm most proud of, I mean, one of the, the moments would be, would be that one, I think. Yeah. I mean, I just have such vivid memories. I, I discovered uh, the Wicked soundtrack and I saw it when I lived in Chicago and uh, I had just come out of the closet and I have such vivid memories. And Kristen Chenoweth was on uh, the podcast recently and I, I told her it meant so much to me that that whole album, because I just remember walking around the streets of Chicago after coming out and it, it obviously connecting with the lyrics, but just listening to it over and over again. I'm sure a million gay men have the same story and, and that same experience, but uh, it really meant the world to me. And I, I just, the, the phrasing on that album specifically was, I just, I can, everything is so beautiful. And so I just have to thank you. you. I um, appreciate that. It meant the world to me. It helped, it helped me. It taught me so much about who I am and, and what I have to offer and what I'm hiding, what I'm not offering because I'm, uh, afraid of what people will think of me or afraid to be too big or too loud or too angry or, you know, so, um, do you still uh, feel that? I'm getting better about that. You know, I often apologize if I, I can tell when I'm in certain business meetings, if I really speak up and I'm direct, then I worry, Oh God, did that are they gonna take that that I'm a bitch or a diva, you know? And uh so I usually sort of reel it back or just just sort of try to smooth it out a little bit. And you know, men men don't have to do that. So um but yeah, it still happens. Right. Uh this is sort of random too. And I feel like I always feel like when I'm interviewing someone like yourself that I'm like that Chris Farley SNL sketch where he's just like saying, and I loved this and I loved that. Um, but I was also thinking about you and you're the only person on my Christmas tree every year that has multiple, I have multiple ornaments of you singing. So I have I'm on your Christmas tree first. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> well, I should, I should say that it's, um, I have a frozen ornament that sings into the unknown. I fucking love that song. Um, and I have a wicked ornament that sings defying gravity and you're the only person who's is it my these. voice on it though? I think it is. Yeah. Like, okay, good. Are you because, getting paid for that? You better be getting well, paid for that. Well, no comment, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, uh, you never, you never know. And, you know, my, my friends are, uh, we are all, um, striking now. So that. AI doesn't take over and replace us in the in the first place. There's no AI that can do what you do, Adina Menzel, and that's a fact. Um, okay, so I want to talk about Beast. It's I'm obsessed with this song. I'm obsessed with the social media campaign. It's like fun and campy, and I I love this song. I need to know everything about how this song came about, and um, tell me everything. Just give me. Uh, does this can do I look totally blurry to your producers? No, no you look good. No. Okay, yeah. I look blurry to myself, and I just want to make sure that you guys. It's not just we could put the light on, but it's not just that. It's maybe she has like a really smooth filter on me, so smooth that I don't even 
I, look I stunning. can't even stand how good I look. <laughs> no, it looks a little foggy. <laughs> it's the computer. It's the computer. Okay. Yeah. Usually I can see some pores or something. Um, which song were we asking about? Um, Beast. 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 Yeah. I need First, can I just Beast. say, can I just say thank you for giving it so much love? You I really love started the whole deal and made it go viral. And thank you from the bottom of my heart because um, I I need a little I need a little love because people just um, they just people have a hard time, you know, letting, um, us out of this box sometimes. And, um, like, did we talk about that in the beginning of the, no, no, but I know what you're saying. And I think that song is so good, but I also just want to, I'm, we're going to talk about bees, but I want to also, then it led me to dramatic, which I thought, I think is like such a fucking good song. Like it's so good. And yeah, but tell me about bees. Tell me about bees. Oh, Beast is Sir Nolan, Simon Wilcox. I collaborated with them and, um, I had these, you know, the long, long nails on, which isn't normally my thing. Those big, long pointy ones that everybody's wearing these days. I had them on still from a photo shoot that I was doing. And, um, I was just, uh, sort of, I don't know. I was feeling feisty and fiery and thinking about people that have sort of tried to hold me back or the people that I've kind of, um, you know, let I've compromised myself for. And, um, that was sort of the mood that I was in. And, um, and then the, the creative process is he was just, um, he came up with that great groove. I remember. And, um, and it just felt, it just felt right. And then Simon wrote these lyrics with me and it just came, it came together really fast that session. And uh, so that led me to dramatic. And mm-hmm. I really think just technically it, dramatic is an incredible song. Uh, well, I should say, remember you asked me hard songs. So yeah. uh, Jake Shears wrote that song with me and uh, also a friend of ours, Jim Elliott and uh, Jake Shears from Scissor Sisters. And um, who I always wanted to work with. And that guy, we wrote the song and he starts, we start singing the melody, but he was just naturally singing it in his, what I think is his range, not mine. And, you know, he's a man, so it's just different. And, um, and then I thought, well, he'll take it down when I go to sing it. And I was like, so we're going to change the key. And he's like, no, bitch, you can sing it in this key. And so that's one of those songs that I get on stage. I was on stage for Pride and I had, ooh, I didn't know um, if I could do it, but it, it ended up coming out. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that was a song that I always, that was the title. I knew I wanted to write that song from, that was one of the first songs that I did for the album. And, um, you know, one of those uh, sort of touches on this idea that, um that if you're if you're gonna be with me, then you have to take all of me, you know, and 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 that I'm pretty cool, even if I'm even if I'm a lot. What makes what makes me a lot is um is my you know for fear of being redundant on our interview, but like um my big emotions are what make me who I am. They make me 
interesting and a good creative person and a very sensitive, um, kind person, I think. I think I'm pretty kind and um, also sexy and all those things. And also, you know, if you get in my way, I will, you know, I will let you know how how it feels and then I'll apologize for it. <laughs> but um so that's that's what we were writing about. I also love it because I think it has a lot of his style in it as well. I think you can hear that, which was cool. What's your sign? Gemini. Gemini. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah, makes sense, right? Uh talk to me about your inspirations musically. Like who are I I'm I think to me you're one of the greatest singers that we have. I think just technically, Thank vocally, you. I think you're one of the best living singers Thanks. we have. Um, but I'm curious, like, who do you like? Like, who are the people who you look at and you're like, oh my God, that voice or mm-hmm. the, the the way they're able to phrase that or or, or the technicality yeah. of them? Well, there are the great singers that you would think of as singer-singers, I guess. Um, there are great interpreters and then there are great kind of songwriter singers that maybe don't have all that range, but I just, I just love how pure and honest and, you know, how they let life just kind of shine through their voice. So if I had to put them in categories, I'd say, you know, obviously Barbra Streisand was pretty much the first album that I ever owned was a star is born. Um, and um, I would listen to all her albums on my bedroom floor in my house back in Long Island. And I would just, I was so taken with that, with how crystal clear her voice is and how effortless her high end was and her breath support, how long she could hold her notes, you know, but also just how connected um, her emotions were in, in, in the song. Um, then when I started to do a lot of those um, wedding gigs, I had to learn all that music. And I, I started listening to Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughn, someone I loved. And um, and then Aretha Franklin and Shaq Khan. I feel like that's sort of where I learned how I wanted to belt and um, how effortless they sounded up there in the stratosphere, sort of like on this they sort of sing on a point. I don't know how, how else to explain it, but that's kind of without giving away my secret recipe. Um, they sing on a point. It's like, um, it doesn't, it's, it's contained, but the, it, it gets more contained the higher they go. So it sounds just like it's speech, just like, you know, they're on the playground, they're going, Hey, you know, how are you? You know what I mean? It's, that's how I think of it. You know, when we're on the playground as kids, we could scream all day and we didn't lose our voices. So um, uh, there was that. And then there, um, and then like now there are people like Adele, who I love, who has it, has it all, has the range and the sort of storytelling voice. Um, uh Oh, and I always cite Annie Lennox as being someone that I love because I think she's extremely dramatic and theatrical, mm-hmm. and yet her music was totally crossover and contemporary. And um, well, not crossover; she didn't have to crossover. It's just you know what it was. But um, and she's soulful and creative and sort of eclectic and um, and had great range. So there, there's I, that I said all women, didn't I? 
No, that's good. We we okay. like women here. Um, the uh, there's that one song Aretha and Annie Lennox do. Uh, Sisters are doing it for themselves. It's one of my all time favorite songs. But their voices are both so unique and yet complement each other so well and are so big. And the the sort of climax of that song is just the best. I know. I just posted. Uh, it was my sister's birthday, and I just posted a little montage of us, and I used that song. Maybe that's why it's in my head. Maybe yeah. That's why, yeah. <laughs> We got to take a quick break here. We'll be back with so much more from Adina Menzel. I want to thank Acast and we'll be right back. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent, 
can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. When did you know that you were gifted? Was there like a turning point in school or as a kid or something where you're like, oh shit, like I have a great voice? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I was like, I'm gifted. Although I, I do recall. Um, I've talked about a couple different things, but as I'm sitting with you, I'm thinking about the time I auditioned funny enough for Dorothy for the wizard of Oz in the fourth grade for the, the daytime, the daytime performance. Cause there were two, there was the daytime and that was for the kids. And then the nighttime for the parents and the, the parents one was more prestigious, but there was this other girl that, um, was a year older. And so she got seniority and she got to do the evening one, but I was better than her and I knew it back then. But, um, so I sang, did I sing somewhere over the rainbow or I might've sang, um, there was a song of, um, the the water is white. I can't be, I don't even know who sings that. It's like a famous folk song or something, but my music teacher, Mr. Roper had taught it to us for the, for the, um, school choir and I remember singing it up in front of the blackboard and there were teachers and kids and um it was my first sort of audition of any kind and I just I would just get this feeling inside like I was percolating and my heart was beating and um I was terrified but I also I think it was more than terror it was excitement because I felt like oh I have something people are listening and my my little vibrato is sort of um, you know, unrefined at the time it was kind of shaky and all over the place, but it, but it was a vibrato and it was there. And, um, I think that was one of the times. Is there something that uh, maybe listeners who are parents and if they, if their kid is a good singer or something like advice you would give them, I don't know if this even makes sense, but like, is there something mm-hmm. you would tell to parents if, if they recognize a talent like that, what to do? Um, I would just say, just, just go with, take your child's lead, you know, don't push them. Don't start taking them and to don't start making them work and making them go into the adult world and, um, grow up too fast. Just if they want to have singing lessons and, they want to be in some kind of traveling, you know, um, uh, choir. That's like the, you know, what do you call that? What, what was I in? The, let me say it again. Can Show I say it again? Are we yeah. editing this or are we paying it? Um, I would say um, to, to support your child, to, but not to um, push them, um, to make sure you instill the, the joy and the love of what they're doing and the idea that it's fun, um, that their nerves are, um, nerves are good. Cause it means you're, um, 
excited to be doing something. You love what you do. Um, I would say, um, it's funny, I'm saying all this um, and I'm sort of projecting my own bullshit because my son is not singing. Um, I think that probably deep down he has a great voice, but he will barely sing for me. I think he's he's making a point to his dad and I that he's not going to be like us, but um, he plays basketball. And so here I am telling you, parents, don't push. Meanwhile, I'm the crazy <laughs> basketball mom at the game screaming like, follow through on your show. <laughs> but the truth is, um, I only am like that because he loves it and he, I can't get him off the court, you know? So if he turned around tomorrow and said he wanted to um, do something else, I would just give him everything he needed to do something else. So it's, but it's more about just trying to not take it so seriously to just give them what they need to, to train and work and discover. Um, but, but to not, not push them. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I had Kristen Chen with Anna, I had asked her about the sort of wicked period. And and one of the things I'm super fascinated by is around that time, you all were doing so many like press appearances. It was like the Tonys and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I, I'm obsessed with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's like, that's a whole nother. That topic. is the worst gig for us yeah. to do. Why? So I'm tell glad you're obsessed with it. Wait, tell me why. Well, you're it's freezing. And if you're in your costume and it's not layered, you're miserable. It's like, you have to get there at 5am. <laughs> you're doing eight shows a week and then they add on, you know, and probably for the holidays, they've added a ninth show and then they fit in, they bring you all over on a school bus because the, the um, things are, are blocked off, you know, for the parade. So you have to go around and about, and you can't walk over there and it's just a spiel. And then when I've been on the floats, that's always, I think, this is going to be so much fun. I love it. And it's totally fun at like 85th Street. And, and then, then my jaw starts to hurt so much from smiling and waving um, that I just, I can't. And then at 60th Street, like, oh, my God, I have 30 more blocks to go. <laughs> Well, it's, cold. I, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, I love watching it. I love the unhinged pairing. So I love that I could tune in and see like, you know, someone on a float with a, a on the Jenny O turkey float with like a Mucinex booger singing a song. Like I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> um, but I was going to ask about Wicked. Like it was, is there a sort of like a, a memory outside of the performing on, on Broadway, but like, is there a memory from maybe one of those press performances or something that happened that sticks out in your mind? Because I'm sure you've been asked every wicked question under the sun, but like, do you, is there anything that sticks out like that? Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm thinking. I, I think Kristen was saying when you had all reunited sort of recently. Um, oh, what are you asking? Like, I thought you meant back in the day. Def definitely more uh, recently they've been even more powerful or profound to me to be with her um, after all this time and to sort of um, take pride to the two of us to be able to be together and, and take pride in what we've created together um, and its longevity and to watch how many people it's connected with, you know, and to be with her and to sing for good together is always extremely emotional and, um, and I was going to say, 
at the Tonys. Um, I just remember just holding her hand, you know, and like that part of the show where she says, Elphaba. What does she say? Why could you stay calm <laughs> for once? Thank you. Thank you. Flying off the handle. I, yeah. I, I, what is it? I'm not yeah. happy. What is it? I'm so out of touch. Um, uh, instead of flying off the handle, I hope you're happy. I hope, I hope you're, you're happy. happy. I hope you're happy too. Okay. Thank you. Glad I we're hope on you're with proud you. how you have groveled <laughs> in submission to feed your own <laughs> ambition. And though I can't imagine. I can't remember the lyrics right now. This is going to be um, your worst duet of all time because I have the worst <laughs> voice and I'm getting over being best sick. Cause you're, you're remembering everything and you sound really good. Um, I remember being really nervous and just squeezing, squeezing her hands. It's like when you work with someone and you just focus on each other and try to block out all the stuff that's been around you, you know, and just be there together. Um, I just, it's a hard, it's intangible thing to kind of express to you, but, um, it must that be, was it. And I, another funny one without her was when I had to do David Letterman. And um, I remember I always that. wanted, I always wanted to be on David Letterman. Um, I had this boyfriend back in high school um, and sort of my first love. And I remember we used to <laughs> sit in his room late at night. Um, and, you know, after we were sneaking around from his mom doing things we probably shouldn't have been doing, but um, then we put on David. <laughs> he loved him. And um, so I was like, I want to be on that show one day and I'm finally on the show and I'm in green makeup and, you know, and we're doing um, Defying Gravity. And then they have this whole thing where they, you know, they weren't going to bring in the levitation thing from the Gershwin. So they came up with just like a camera, like a crane for a camera that would just kind of go zoop and bring you up. It was kind of like if you were in a high school performance and that's how they they would do it, you know, and um, and you know how at the end when you when bands or musical acts finish, he'll come over and he'll shake your hand. Oh, it was great. So, uh, you know, I wasn't sitting on the couch. It wasn't one of those interviews, which I had always envisioned. And then not only wasn't it that I was ah, and I was stuck up there and then he just came over and just waved. And I was like, hey. you know, <laughs> so um, I got to come full circle and tell him that story. Um, many years later when I was on the show for something else. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Um, I know that I got to wrap this up, but uh, I ask all of my guests their favorite Mariah Carey song. Mm-hmm. And if you were choosing for People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? <laughs> okay. Uh, Mariah Carey. Scott, why are you laughing? My manager is here. You're looking for something? Oh, I thought he was. You wanted to give me an idea. <laughs> What's your favorite Mariah song? What's "Touch My Body"? <gasps> I do. You don't know song. "Touch My Body"? It's so good. Do I? How's it go? Touch my body, throw me on the floor, wrestle me around, play with me some more. See, you keep making me sing. Don't make oh. me sing, Adina. Don't make me. Yes, sing. please. <laughs> Why don't I know that song? Maybe I heard it. I would know. It's newer, Mariah? Oh, it's a, yeah, it's it's slightly newer. Not like 90s. Mariah. Right. Uh, 
I know you, I think you covered All I Want for Christmas on one of your holiday albums, yes, right? I did. Yeah. I couldn't sing it like her. Um, which I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with holiday music too. I mean, that's a whole not, we've talked a lot about holidays, but I love that you have two holiday albums. Did you learn anything? I mean, first I need to know the Mariah song. Yeah. I think it would be, um, you, what is it? Emotion. Yeah. You got me feeling emotion. Yeah. That just wasn't good either. You're getting me in a place that I can't even remember anything. Um, yeah. And then what was the other question? Sexiest man alive. Oh, other than the bash brothers. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, (laughs) your husband is one of the sexiest men, but other than him, like, or, or like a childhood one or someone, you know, Oh, childhood one. Uh, well, probably would have been Rob Lowe back then. Um, what a stud. Uh, yeah, stud. Um, I really love Idris Elba. Um, nice. I also always loved Andy Garcia. A classic. He was just, no he was still man, hot, by the man way. loves a woman, he gets angry and he always starts to get his accent. His accent comes back when he's like yelling. Um, um, I've met him a couple times uh, more recently and made a total fool of myself. I was like, you're at the top five. You know, you're the past that I always asked my ex-husband that I could have. And Andy Garcia, this <laughs> is like, why am I flirting with this man right now? It's so embarrassing. I still find him sexy. He was just in the book club movies. And I'm like, he's still sexy. Still is, and right? I, Oscar Isaac is the new Andy Garcia. He doesn't have a little accent. A little... No. And is he? He is Cuban? Okay. He's Um, not. You mentioned When a Man Loves a Woman, which brings me to Meg Ryan. (laughs) Moving on. No, I'm sorry, because I know I got to wrap this up. And I just. Oh, we're um, good. We're having fun. No way. Okay. Um, But Meg Ryan is my one of my favorites. Like I'm I'm sort of obsessed with Me Meg too. Ryan and I really would love to see like a classic rom- I want to see you in a classic rom-com. So I just had to say that. Thanks. Um, I'll tell my I'll tell my agent that. And uh okay, so the Christmas question though, what did you learn about what makes a good Christmas song? Because you <laughs> have released two Christmas albums. I know. Don't laugh like that. It, you know they're fantastic. What are you laughing Thank like? Thank you. That for? It's like the Jew releasing yeah. the Christmas albums. What did I learn? I learned some Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, What's your favorite I, of them? Did you have a favorite that you recorded? Uh, I liked uh, I'll Be Home for Christmas. It's really nice. And I sang it with my husband on the last album. Yeah. Um, I did a version of Ave Maria, which nobody talks about, but I, it's one of my favorite vocals that I've ever done. Um, and what else? Um, I can't think of a single Christmas one. Can you pull up my, my two albums right now? What's, what's the one? Uh, oh, uh, damn it. They're all blending into one right now. So, um, baby, it's cold outside is always on. (laughs) Baby, it's cold outside is always on the radio. I feel like your version. But that's like the, the sexual harassment song <laughs> you can't really sing anymore it's but like also the, let's the, all just calm down about that like it, right yeah the like, slip you a, a mickey a mickey what's it called is that a thing slip you a mickey yeah um uh what did i do mary baby 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 um oh oh that's what i did i did oh holy night into ave maria that's what i liked um oh i put my son's uh singing um 
Hanukkah songs on there. Why does it say third Hanukkah? Oh, he's three years old. But he was learning. Oh, yeah, he was doing the Hanukkah candles. I was teaching him the birth of Um I like so something on the other album, the first Christmas one. Sorry, could I take any longer to answer this question? I could literally here sit here and just watch you go through your songs. My own album to like, remind myself my what I true. did. Adina, I know. Please. But I know there's a specific one that I love because sometimes it comes up in my playlists. Not that I ever like to listen to myself, but it'll come up, at, you know, random on my phone. And I go, oh, that was pretty good. Oh, Silent Night. That was it. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Okay. I do have to, I do want to ask you, hopefully, um, this is okay to ask, but the, um, we're not talking about movie stuff, but the Adele Dazeem of it all is one of the funniest thing that's ever happened, right? Like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, to you comedic- or to me? <laughs> comedically to, to me, it's, I think, one of the funniest things ever. But I was thinking, like, what must that have been like for you? Because from mm-hmm. in a comedy aspect, like, it was crazy like watching yeah. it. And I could still watch that clip and, and get in tears laughing because it's crazy. Do but, they, when they show it, I don't even know if you see, if you just see him, can you see me for the eight, for the eight counts right before? I don't, I don't, I don't know if so. you can see that because then I could describe what's going through my mind. Um, am I not allowed? To, I can't really talk about this. Can I? Right. Okay. So, um, let me just say that it was, uh, the best thing that ever could have happened to me <laughs> because, um, sorry, hold on. Don't laugh. And I drink a Diet Coke. Mm. You're a Diet Coke drinker. I have this theory that women who drink Diet Coke are my favorite people. Just, Why? It's so my bad listeners for you. Know that. No, my listeners know that I I'm upset because I feel like Diet Coke drinkers, I'm a Diet Coke drinker myself, but I feel like we're just a different kind of people. I think we're, we're a different breed. What kind yeah, we're breed like trying our best and, you know, we're holding it together as best we can, but we need a little boost of caffeine That's and, right. you know, we're, we're doing the healthiest version of that we can. That's right. Yeah. And thank you for supporting me. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell are we talking? Oh, yeah. Adele so, uh, uh, yeah, because people like you were appalled. So I got all this love, you know, how could that happen to you? And then all the people out there that had no idea who I was at the time were like, who is this person that they're all talking about? What does she do? How, what's the real pronunciation of her name? And so that kind of um, broadened my uh, audience, you know, but those I had done so much preparation to get myself into a mindset where I could try to be in my body and enjoy the experience and not let my nerves get the best of me. So I did a lot of visualization. I, um, I got these, I wanted to wear really high heels because I wanted to look long and skinny, but I know that I teeter on long heels and I don't like to sing. So I had these, actually have them in my room if you want to grab them and they're up um on the top shelf you'll see these crazy platforms like this they're like a cream colored um and so they gave me you know because as long as they're platforms i'm good because that makes me feel they're really high but they're you feel even sturdy yeah i had that i decided whatever happens just sing to walker just sing a song to your son you know um and I knew who was going to be in the front row because in rehearsal, they put, 
the people's pictures on a big poster so that the camera people can practice like, you know, cutting to them for their reactions. So it was Meryl Streep. Um, am I allowed to talk about actors? I am, right? Yeah, that's it. Meryl Streep, Brad Pitt, Amy Adams. And um, can you see this? Oh, those are the shoes. Yeah. It's Amazing. like a, a kind of like linen. Yeah. Line. Like yeah. a heel with a platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so You're looking at that front row. Yeah. And then, um, in those, what was it like, uh, eight seconds or something in eight seconds, my mind went from what the hell did he just say to, oh my God, I've dreamt of this moment my whole life and now it's fucked to Stop feeling sorry for yourself, bitch. You know, be grateful. Oh, my God. They've started the song. I'm not singing No Walker. You know, I had the shoes on. You're not doing anything that you plan and sing. <laughs> oh, my God. What a mind fuck. All of that went into those few seconds. And what a gift to the Internet. And I mean, it's just crazy. Like, it just really is like a good guffaw moment. And obviously your performance was incredible as always. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My manager and friend, Brittany, she wanted me to ask you about performing with Taylor Swift because you did, I think, on the 1989 tour. I just saw her Eras tour here in LA and it was incredible. Um, but anything that kind of sticks out there? It was amazing. She was as sweet as you would imagine her to be. And then I remember she said, make sure you wear your inner ear, those ear monitors that we wear so that because in a stadium, I've never sung in a stadium before, the the slapback, the delay is way 
behind. Oh, actually, I have done that. I sang the su- at the Super Bowl national anthem. So the the reverb, the, the delay, it's not even even sometimes. So it's not like it's like, uh, you know, what, what were we singing before? You got me feeling emotion, emotion. It's like way off. So it messes with your pocket. So she said just, just she was just really nice and gave me tips. And she said, make sure you keep those things in. So you're only hearing yourself, not everything out there. Um, and it was just incredible. It was so, it was so, she was just great. She was super nice. And she met Walker after after and he was he was crushing on her he was little but he had i think he she might have been his very first crush oh oh here i just saw her at sofi stadium and i was thinking how what a how tough it would be with that crowd because it's humongous it's mm-hmm. and you look out it's uh, it would just be overwhelming but um adina thank you so much this was truly a dream come true I, you're a queen and icon and a legend and i'm such a huge thank fan you. and i hope i was I'm a little off my game today because I'm still getting over sickness. You were so incredible. I, I was sharp. I'm normally a little more sharp, but um, I'm. Thank you were you. very sharp, and you. Uh, I can't hear any congestion. Okay, good. So that's good. And um, you've been so supportive of me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And um, I'm just so uh, grateful that you're sick, and that you not that you're sick. I'm so grateful that you still did this interview when you're not feeling well. I would never miss it. And I want everyone to check out your new album, Drama Queen. You also have a new kids book out that everyone could check out. Uh, yeah, so my sister. Yes. Everybody should should pre-order that. It would mean a lot to me. Yeah, and a Drama Queen, everything that I've heard out on it is so, so good. So I encourage people to go check it out on Spotify, iTunes. It'll be out as of this episode being out. So stream it and enjoy it. And thank you so much, Adina. I'm thank you. grateful for Lots all of, of you. Lots of love. Lots of love. Thank you. 